0: Monday morning everybody, I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida.
2: And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for March 4th, episode 2131, brought to you by Omega Alpha Equine. Good morning, Horse World.
1: Set, and they're racing, and Happy Clapper jumped out well. She's jumped okay, Winks, but Happy Clapper's going to lead from Unforgotten. Egg Tart goes forward, and Winks will settle in fourth and stay off the fence. A length further back to Patrick Arena, then came Libra, and Brimham Rocks is the last one. Well, this has never happened in his career, but he didn't have much choice. Happy Clapper, he's never led in his life. But at the 1,200 metres, he's two <laughs> lengths clear from Egg Tart. Two further back to Unforgotten. Three quarters the outside to Winks, plenty of daylight. Two further back to Patrick Erriner, then Librenner, And Brimham Rocks is last of all. So Happy Clapper establishing a sizeable lead coming down the side of the course. He's been trying to beat the Great Mayor for the last three years. He's never led... What will happen from here? Happy Clapper extends four lengths in front now, a big tart. Two further back to Winks, taking closer order. Unforgotten lost a spot as Happy Clapper goes further in front. Good gap back to Patrick Aaron Libre and Brigham Rocks. This has got the crowd on the edge of their seats. Happy Clapper's five in front to Egg Tart. Now, Bowman just starting to feel for Winks coming around the turn. He doesn't want to get too far away. Happy Clapper comes up the rise. Four lengths clear. But Winks she's really starting to hit top gear now. Two lengths away. Happy Clapper under the whip. Two in front Bowman says come on girl Winks moves up on the outside of Happy Clapper, it's a race today but no longer, she starts to draw clear for a world record of 23 group ones Winks by two lengths to Happy Clapper, he made it exciting unforgotten third Then next
2: God! I mean, I'm like, if he gets any further out, he's gone. Like, you, you can't catch up. When they get that far out, you can't make up. Well, it's Winks.
0: And Happy uh, Clapper was far out. I love his comment. First time he's ever led in his life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Poor Happy Clapper. I've seen him in so many races with her, and I'm like, oh, it's Happy Clapper. Happy Clapper. Happy Clapper. And I'm like, oh, if i got to cheer for anybody, it's going to be him. But bless his heart. He tried so hard. And, I mean, th- they talk about... I heard the jock go into the whip for a happy clapper. They don't touch wings. You don't need to touch. I don't,
0: does he carry a whip?
2: I, I was trying know. to see the
0: it was a picture was too grainy on YouTube to see. I didn't know if he did or not.
2: I've never seen him whackers, so maybe he doesn't even have one. I don't know. His jockeys are weird about carrying whips. They yeah. think they need them, but you would not hit her with a I wonder if she like if you hit her with a whip, she probably just stopped. Like, <laughs> no, you you don't pissed. hit me. Don't <laughs> you know, hit me. 31 and that 31 in a row, unbeaten. And that was a world record she just
0: broke. Just so you know. And she's seven. She's seven years old.
2: And they keep, thank God, they, they keep racing her. It's so fun to watch her. They, they, they're pointing towards one particular race, and they I uh, probably will be it after that. But my God, she's just in top form. It's just amazing. She's amazing. So anyway, Winx, Australia's just superstar mare. So, uh, so excited. So she's for been her unbeaten
0: again. since April of two thousand and fifteen. Wow. If that gives you any idea, that's four years. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's (laughs) crazy.
0: So they're pointing her to the Queen Elizabeth Stakes, which will be in April. So if you think about it, if she wins that one, then she'll have four complete years of undefeated.
2: (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. So, yeah. So anyway, I just wanted... I sent that to you this weekend because I just saw it. And I mean, it just brings goosebumps to your eyes and tears to your eyes. Anyway... Thanks, you guys, for joining us here on Horses in the Morning. Happy Monday. Just so you know, Glenn, school's canceled today here in Norman, Oklahoma, because it's cold.
3: Just because it's cold?
2: Because it's so cold, they had to cancel school. Was it like minus 50? No! (laughs) It's like got down to 11 last night. Oh,
0: you know those Michigan people are just laughing at you right now. (laughs) Which begs the question of like
2: how they're like we, uh, because of a uh, t- undue caution we want to make sure that the kids waiting for the bus don't get frostbite like where does anybody from north of us how do they go to school,
0: yeah, never so, go to school. put some
2: freaking gloves on kids
0: <laughs> north and south dakota they don't go to school at all apparently
2: apparently no <laughs> we just cancel school because it's cold and by the way it's really bloody cold and it sucks, <laughs> just so you know
0: well, Jimmy, anyway, what, what is coming up on, on today's show? We got a lot going on.
4: <laughs> we sure do. On today's show, Dr. Chang joins us with an Omega Alpha Equine Nutrition report on allergies. We t- keep talking about even more breaking news. Listener Leslie Raffelson catches us up all uh, all up on the Rocky Mountain Horse Expo. And coincidentally, Leslie Wiley chimes in with the 10 equestrians you meet at a horse expo. And I just want to let you guys know that I held the sprinting record at my school in seventh grade. So I'm right up there with Winks, just as fabulous as that.
2: Have you been undefeated? Do have you gone back and like tested it out? I was for seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> all of seventh grade. You're like just like me.
0: Then she just made like met boys Wings. in eighth grade and that was it. That was all downhill from there. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
5: um
0: I gotta say, we have to. We have a lot of listeners in Alabama and Georgia, and our thoughts and prayers are out to everyone. I don't know if you saw the pictures from this morning, Jamie, but uh, Lee County in Alabama got hit really hard. They say the twister hit probably went about fifty miles and was a half a mile wide. Um, And went right down the center of a town, and uh, there's so far a couple dozen people dead, and they're expecting that to go up. I know there's a lot of displaced horses. I saw uh, Elizabeth, one of our auditors, who is a veterinarian up that way, said that there are spots for displaced horses getting ready now. Um, But it was just devastating, and our thoughts and prayers, I hope all our listeners are okay in that area. I saw a couple of them check in that I know about um and a couple of our auditors check in also so jeez uh tornado season has started early this year so that's uh and you know that was right it was just for those that need a reference it was in alabama just west of i75 heading up to atlanta so uh not too far not too far out of georgia right on the right on the line all right, um, let's go on with Daily Winnies, and this is a little bit happier. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. <laughs> happy birthday to Auditor's Cade Smith. God, if I, if I missed Cade's birthday, do you know what that would be like? We would never, never hear. hear it. We'd never hear the end of that. And Haley Wright, happy birthday to both of you. Your turn.
2: So over the weekend, I realized I'm mucking out stalls. I always listen to the podcast. By the way, y'all listening to this podcast while you're mucking out stalls? I totally get it now. Like why well, get it? Why you listen to this? Now I don't want to listen to me during my mucking out. So I need it. Like. Other podcast ideas. So I went into the Horse Radio Network Auditors Facebook page and I said, Hey guys, I need podcasts. I want something short, something entertaining, something funny. And um I'm all out of micro the way I've heard it. i I'm, I'm all caught up on all of them. So
0: I am too. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. So Cade Smith, whose birthday it is today, gave me an idea for <laughs> now. Remember, I'm the one who brought to you guys my dad wrote a porno. Okay, so in the same vein of that, sort of not really. And thank you again uh, for that because it was great. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, Cade said you have to check out Help. It's this is the name of the podcast. Help. I sexted my boss. That's right. That's the name of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> And basically, it's two British guys that sit down. Of course, down they're British.
0: Can, Apparently, all the sex course. podcasts come out of Britain.
2: <laughs> but it's not a sex podcast. It's it's a, oh, my God, I did something wrong and I need advice. Uh, um, Like, like help, I sexted my boss. And it's two guys. One is an etiquette expert and one is a radio guy. And they sit down and they start drinking and they start answering listener questions of, like, <laughs> what to do. It's hysterical like and it's in, about in uncomfortable
0: minutes. situations like what to do yeah yeah
2: like um the girl the neighbor lady who's about 30 years the senior keeps coming over and granted he answered the door in a bathrobe but like now he thinks he, that she's uh coming on to him what do i do <laughs> like stuff like that it's great so anyway that one and i'm really excited about this next one had you ever heard of that one Jemmy?
0: No, I never heard of that one. No, but yeah. I'm so glad now that I have. Yes.
2: <laughs> and the other one is um and I'll forget her so I'm name. Something to listen to on your drive, I drive could up, Wednesday, like, Jimmy. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. No, I, could submit I know a million stories to them. <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. It's it's there's a lot of there's a lot of help that can be had. <laughs> and then the other one is called By the Book, and I'm sorry I'm forgetting her name who submitted that. It was Courtney, I think. Um by the book, it's two comedians that they they'll read like you remember that book, The Secret, and it's like a relationship book. And they will follow the advice <laughs> of, they will follow the advice w- of a book for three weeks. And like live exactly how these self help books tell you, and then their husbands weigh in on of it at course. the end
0: of three weeks. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So that's That's commitment to, to your again. podcast right there. Do they live by um, men are from our, women are from Venus, and just start fights in their house all day As long? Sure,
2: that's one of them. So they read them and then they like live them, and I haven't listened to They're it yet. Poor husbands. It's awesome. <laughs> No, the secret is like the the, the book, that book is like you serve your spouse. You serve your husband,
0: your you know. No, I have about some of these other back. books though, it has to be like four husbands.
2: <laughs> so I'm excited to get into that one. And um, but to help I sex to my boss is fantastic. It's very funny and short and anyway. Happy birthday, Cade. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Breaking news from Full Watch 2019. Jamie Jennings Breaking reporting.
2: News. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's currently in Phoenix, uh, 11 degrees with the wind chill. Air, Phoenix? You know, that feels like. Uh, God bless. Norman.
0: Dollar in the pot. Dollar in the pot there, reporter <laughs> Jamie.
2: Norman, I'm in. I'm in Norman. Chad just looks at me and goes, This is not Phoenix.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We have to start that over. Breaking news from Fall Watch 2019. Jamie Jennings reporting.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Glenn. I just want to point out that it is currently 11 degrees in Norman, Oklahoma, with a feels-like factor, which is complete BS, of negative four. And I had to go out and check this godforsaken mare all night long, like every two hours, and yeah, no baby. No baby. Nothing has happened. No waxing. No nothing. She's just uncomfortable. Back to you, Glenn.
0: And for new listeners who are saying right now, why doesn't she have a camera out there like every other civilized person? Well, because she moved <laughs> to an uncivilized place without internet. And yes, that's Pink why is. there's no camera.
2: Pink is the baby mama. I bred her last year. She's due this week. And so When far... you bred
0: her, you weren't even... I'm not even sure that the plans to move were finalized.
2: No! no there was no place. you were
0: supposed to be having a baby in a nice warm phoenix <laughs> yeah do
2: you think i want to have a baby where it's negative freaking form do you, do? Off do you have a, a
0: full blanket already
2: i've got all sorts of stuff i okay. bought I, I went to the store and i was like listen i need anything that could possibly go wrong that you sell for a baby <laughs> i've got colostrum i've got and i was like can i return these And they're like, as long as you don't open them, you can return them. So I am prepared for anything because there's going to be no like, oh, my God, I don't have it. Hang on because it's too bloody cold. So anyway.
0: Well, not only that, you don't have that special relationship with a vet that you like you did in Phoenix, like, you know, that vet you annoyed constantly. You don't have that special relationship. But she
2: was my friend. And let me just point out (laughs) that I texted my current vet a couple of times and have got no answer. So I'm a little frustrated. I figured you out. (laughs) Like, Hey, I need a vet letter to somebody to write for the thoroughbred makeover this year. You have to have a a vet letter saying that like from a vet, yes, I know that this person will take care of him. And apparently now my vet in Arizona won't call me back anymore (laughs) or answer my calls. And now this new vet in Norman, I'm texting him. Like, can you please send this letter? Nothing. So if there's a call you Dr.
0: What, B or or whatever,
2: I got yeah. to call our, our Idaho friend, yes. Dr. Siemens, Dr. Siemens or
0: Dr. B in Kentucky. One of them will give you a letter.
2: That's a great idea.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, a couple uh, things. One, I got one. I got to ask you something about scooter and then you have a tip, right? For us. You have a training tip. I, I do. Okay. Sure. So, uh, first of all, Cruise special episode that we recorded last week is out, so this is the preview episode for Horse Lovers Cruise 2020. We had several of our listeners on this episode that went last year, and our good friend Megan, who fills in here on Horses in the Morning, our Auditor Megan, was my co-host, because uh, she was on the cruise last year. So, it was a lot of fun to do. Michelle from MEI Travel came on and gave all the details, and so if you want to know anything or want to learn about the cruise next year and see if it's something you want to do. It's now out on the Horses in the Morning feed, and they will be putting it out on some of the other show's feeds, but you can go to Horses in the Morning and look at the feed, and it says their special cruise episode, and you can take a listen to that. Now, I have a question for you. I've been meaning to ask you this, and this is for the listeners too. So Scooter has this thing that Jennifer and I have never seen happen before. He's out in a field by himself, and for the last about six months, any time you come out to feed him, if he sees you with a bucket or with a hay net or whatever, if he sees you out there, he goes to his pee spot and he pees every single time you're bringing him food over. Mm-hmm. He does not miss a time. And sometimes he just trickles. It's be- I think it's become a habit because he's not peeing a lot sometimes. It's just, I got to pee before I eat. Have you ever seen that?
2: Glenn, I have in Arizona. I had five geldings, and I currently have I currently have five geldings. And when I walk into the barn in the morning, it sounds like somebody
0: turns the hose on. But do they do and, it when they see you coming every yes, single time?
2: And, and when I walk outside, they know they're going to get fed, and they all go pee. So it, it's it's probably been happening a lot longer than you notice, but you're just you've noticed it now. So why I is don't that? Know, <laughs> So, you know, when horses are going to they go to work, they'll they'll defecate, they'll poop, you know, as there's like yeah, one horse. They'll do heart it heart, when they're getting on the trailer. <laughs> when they're getting when they're anytime that there's a like a, a an event that's gonna happen, they'll poop. And so I kinda liken it to that. Like they are gonna they just wanna clear everything out and be ready to eat. I don't know why. They do that. I can't. Uh, that's a great question. I've never, we've I've never had it. a
0: horse do it before. I so uh,
2: every surprised one you of my so geldings. Do it. <laughs> every one of my geldings does it. Duke, I swear. I'm like Duke because in Arizona we had the the stall mats right up front. Just some mats on the ground. Mare Motel, You can't have like I didn't mat the whole stall, but you put mats right where you're putting the hay so they don't eat the dirt. And he would pee on the mat.
0: <laughs> Jerk. Like,
2: what the hell? <laughs> now you clean off your mat. Before it's so hey, on. of course he's like dying of hunger. So he's like running circles <laughs> screaming at you while you're trying to sweep off the urine off this mat. But no, they oh, I don't know why they all do it. You know, honestly, the, the Mustangs don't do it, which is weird. But that all the domestic horses <laughs> I have are all urinate, like the, the guys do anyway.
0: Oh, well, we I want to hear from you. Is. If your horses do this and you figured out why, or if you know the scientific reason why, let us know. We want to know. There's got to
2: be science involved. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
0: I don't either. know. That's,
2: but I, they all do it. And so you'll if you haven't noticed your horse doing it, that's because you haven't noticed it.
0: Hey, <laughs> hey <laughs> hold on one second. Hey, Jennifer, for a Wednesday segment, we need a vet that's an expert in peeing. There. Okay. Take care of that.
2: Yeah, and she just went, okay, whatever, and like went back
0: to what she was doing. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) All right, do you have a tip for us?
2: I do, and just so you know, we used to do this segment, and it was called Ask Monty, and we would have our listeners submit questions for Monty, and then I told Monty that we were changing, and he's like, you have to call it Ask Jamie.
0: (laughs) That's right, so this is Ask Jamie. Ask
2: Jamie, that's me.
0: We need a song. We need Jamie to come up with an Ask Jamie song for Bumper.
2: Sure. Sure. Something like that. Um, I've got two because I think the first one, well, I had to answer it. I'll read the question. It's from Holly. Uh, these were from a while ago. I just tried. To never, I didn't get to them. So Holly says, what are some of the first round pen exercises for a young horse just getting started? Also, how long should a workout be to just getting started? Thanks, Jamie. You're my favorite. I had to answer that, right? <laughs>
0: She's got low standards.
2: Thanks Jamie. You are my favorite. And Holly, you know what? You're my favorite too, baby. Um no, so uh, as far as a young horse in the rampin, the first thing I do with any of these guys in the rampin is a join up. As long as they're not completely wild, you know, um or couch potatoes. You know, if you've got a horse that has been on stall rest, you're not going to take it out and run it around in a round pin. So when you do a join up, the horse actually travels about three eighths of a mile to a quarter of a mile. Uh, And the reason that they travel that distance in the join up when we're asking them to is, as like you're sending the horse away. So the predator comes up to a herd of horses when the herd of horses runs, they run for about three eighths of a mile to a quarter of a mile to, and then stop and start looking for each other. They don't want to get too far away from each other. They, they'll they get hurt. They'll get lost. So they all kind of have this flight distance we call. So that's three quarters of a, uh, sorry, a quarter of a mile to three eighths of a mile is what the flight distance is. If you have a 50 foot round pin and you're doing a join up. That is, you send him away four to five circles to the right, four to five circles left, and they come back four to five circles to the right. And believe it or not, that averages out to, of course, Monty Roberts is a mega genius and figured out that that's the flight distance of a horse. So asking him to go that distance is the first thing that I would do. Again, know your horse. Look at your horse. If your horse is not ready to go a quarter of a mile and you're coming off an injury or you're coming off as just a really poor you know, a poorly kept horse that maybe just rescued or something, then just be sensible about it. Take him for walks, you know, do interval training, something to get it to built up to where you can do a join up. Um, but anyway, that would be my suggestion. Um, that uh, a join up, a proper join up like that talks, uh, takes about 20 minutes. So that's all you're really doing the first time. And so you come out there the next time and you're like, I'll do a join up and a little bit of long lining and then a little more long lining. It just, every time you do something, just add a touch more. It's like training a horse. When you come up to it and you're asking it to do something, you're not going to take a horse. I like to use the jumping as an example. You're not going to take a horse and go jump a three foot fence. You're going to start with a pole on the ground and slowly build your way up to that. So think of exercise as that, you know, it's just the same with you. But that's what I would do. The exercise in the round pin for a young horse, join up and long lining and long lining and turning and pivoting and backing and all the different fun things you can do in a round pin. With long lining. That's one. Um, now, Bridget Mary Murphy had this question, too. And she said she's helping a friend with her 15-year-old quarter horse. He's well broke, nice on the ground, except for when she wants to mount. She says, I think he knows if he moves around, she will not mount. This is How one of the teach?
0: most asked questions we get.
2: <sighs> How do you teach a horse to stand while being mounted? Let me take the anthropomorphizing out of it. Your horse does not think, I bet if I move around, she won't get on. They just don't have that synapsis connection in their brain. What they do know is that they move around and no- nothing happens, you know? So, so it's not that they're like, mm, she won't ride. So, uh, the, there's such a simple way to do it and it takes, I'm going to go with 20 minutes for three days. So 60 minutes total to get your horse to stand still, but you have to do the work. Okay. This is my, this is my absolute favorite thing to teach. If I actually stand in the middle of my arena and I let Groot run around and I climb on the mounting block, that horse comes directly to me and stands. I don't know why he just does it. So what I did is I take uh, take two. Uh, take your long lines. You're, uh, I love the ones that Monty Roberts sells. There's a reason that he sells so many of them because they's, they're perfect. They slide around. They're really nice. They don't burn your hands. But you take. You can do it with western reins. So you got a uh, rein on the bridle that's close to you, and a rein or a long line or a lunge line on the outside rein, which is his right side, his off side, and you take that either you have an English or a Western saddle with a Western saddle, you'll loop that long line around the horn In an English saddle. It works best. If you, you have to kind of finagle it a little bit. Sir single works best on top of your saddle to, to do this in a top ring or something, but you can put it behind the cantle of the saddle as well. And you with nothing around in the middle of the arena, you pick up the outside ring and you put a little pressure on the outside ring. Nothing on your inside rein, just pick up your outside rein and your horse is going to like go, oh, what do I do? What do I do? And they're bending their neck to the right and they're going to walk forward and they're going to walk backward. But all you're doing is you're looking at their hind hind legs. Anytime that horse takes a step towards you when you picked up the contact on the outside rein, remember, you're asking them a question. And you're waiting for them to give you an answer. Forward, backwards, away from you. Nope, all that. You still have to keep that contact away. And then they all of a sudden take one step towards you. Let go. Soften your hand. Give with that outside rein. No more pressure because you're going, okay, here's the question. They're giving you the answer and you want to say yes. Very good. You should see how I talk with my hands when I do this. It's insane. I'm going to knock something over. So, You've just taught the horse that when you feel pressure on the outside rein like that and you're standing off to the side, be standing kind of up by their shoulder, you know, not by their butt. You don't want to block the butt from coming towards you, but also you don't want to, like, get in the way. So, again, pick up the outside rein, be it around the horn, through the surcingle, around the backside. It's around the cantle of the saddle. It kind of sometimes can slide under and then you can't release on time, so that's kind of tough. Um, But pick up the outside rein. They're going to step towards you and, and make it, make a noise. Like when I clock, that means move, add energy. So I do a just a little like that noise to, when I pick up the outside rain to cue them, to do something and they don't know what it is yet. Pick up the outside rain. They step towards you, soften your hand, and then you pick up the inside rain and you ask them to step towards you and you kind of outside rain. They step towards you, inside rain, get that front foot towards you. Then you you're teaching your horse to come towards you when you pick up the outside rein. then you move yourself, like take your step up on the mounting block and ask them, you know, position them to where you've got a successful area. Ask them to come towards you outside rain. They get their hind hips towards you inside rain. They come towards you. They make their way to the mounting block. Oh my God, you're the best horse in the whole world. Always praise like crazy with scratches and rubbing. Don't give treats because if you give a treat, the horse is going to turn towards you and kick the hip away. So that's why it's important to not do treats, just scratches and rubs and releases. All the horse needs for a reward is the release and a little rub too. They like that. When you do finally get your horse over to you, great. You put your foot in the stirrup and you hop up and down a little bit and they move away, move them right back. And then they do it again and they will stand still. They know now to come to you. They're not afraid of coming into your space. You climb up, you mount them. Say you get on the horse. Remember Thor bolted like a wild Mustang when I, and I taught him this and now he comes over side passes to the mounting block. You just stand up on the mounting block. You're conditioning them to come to you. So say you're standing on the mounting block and you get your leg on the horse and you sit down. Great. Do not walk forward before you back your horse up two steps. Never should the horse ever think I can just leave. At any point, no, every time from now on, when you get on your horse, even if your horse is good at the mounting block, back him up two steps before you walk off, it will kind of take that forward motion out of the horse. It drives me crazy. When I get on a horse and they walk off, I am not as agile as I used to be. <laughs> I do not throw myself over the horse. I want them to stand still. My God, my joints hurt. My bones hurt. I'm 41 years old for crying out loud. I don't have time to be hanging on them, galloping off horse, while, <laughs> which I used to. No, I want you to just come stand still and behave yourself. So again, you work on that. And, 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 you know, like Groot learned it really quick, but Rocky was like mentally challenged about it. So I would, you know, the first day I'd pick up that rein and he would just bend to the outside. You just wait. You just have to be patient. Once that foot steps towards you one time, know your horse. Like if that's a really big deal, give him a rub, take him for a walk, leave it alone, come back to it in 20 minutes, you know, just do that. But just be consistent with it like three or four days in a row and you can ride afterwards. It's fine. You don't have to just make that. But like, to me, I just made that my day because I couldn't get on the horses. So uh, just do that and be consistent with it. And I'm, I'm telling you, you'll be amazed. People will think you have like some sort of black magic association in your veins because like you stand on the mounting block and the horse comes to you. Or now I stand on a fence and they go and they come to me. It's weird. People think it's it's like, and if you ever have to sell a horse and you teach them how to do this, people like freak out. They love it. So anyway, there you go. That's what I would say. You know, it Hopefully-
0: is, it's it's amazing. the similarities with driving too. Like we've finally gotten Scooter to the point where I can tie him now and I can hook him up to the carriage and everything. So the first thing we do now is we back up a couple steps before we take off because he, gets so full of himself, uh, because he has to, he can't go forward. So it's kind of been a thing that kind of backs him off right away. But I can tack him up and put the cart on and everything all by myself now, and take it off. Look at you. I know. I know. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. and, and, And just, you don't want them to think they can just blast off anytime. So I always just take that moment to reset their brain and just back them up two steps and take off. Now, say you get on your horse, and it walks off. And same with scooter. Say, say you 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 sit in the cart and he just walks off. You want them to commit to a mistake. You want that you don't learn by being perfect. You learn by making a mistake, and there's a consequence for your actions. So say I sit down in that saddle and that horse walks off. I let him walk off three steps, and then you back him up six. Not emotional no stress, just let them back up six steps and then drop your hands and soften your reins and let them think for a second. Mm, oh, I got to walk off. Great. Walk off three steps, back up six. And in about a minute and a half, they're like, oh, I don't want to go forward without them telling me to, because then I have to back up and backing up sucks. Horses don't like to back up. They don't do it for fun out in the pasture. Keep that
5: in
0: mind. Anyway. It's so funny, you. too, because we've been working on, like, yesterday we were out and driving around the neighborhood, and with Nigel, with Jennifer riding Nigel in front of me, we go to come to a stop sign, and he knows that, that he's supposed to stop at stop signs. He's got that down pat. Scooter does. So we're driving the carriage, and but Jennifer will go off. He automatically thinks he has to. So yesterday we were practicing. No, we have to wait. And yeah. you could see his brain going, but no, my friend is leaving. You know, so it's the
2: same, yeah, same, yeah, same thing, thing is standing still. Yeah. Well, you want him to stand still?
0: He can't Let go until I tell still? him to go. And that, you know, at an intersection, that could be sometimes. dangerous if he just goes off by himself. You know, trying to follow the other horse. So because we don't fit on the side of the road like a horse does, so we have to uh, wait sometimes. Gosh. So yeah, so we're practicing that. It's funny how there's correlation with all of this stuff. It's just a horse. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's the same thing. You just have legs I don't. Uh,
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: All right. Well, Dr. Chang is ready.
2: Fantastic. Well, Dr. Chang uh, is going to start to prepare us for an upcoming season. It feels like it's a million years away at this point when it's like four degrees outside. But (laughs) it is almost coming up time for our favorite thing. Why don't you tell everybody what season's coming up, Dr. Chang?
5: I I was going to say first thing. Don't feel bad. It's only four degrees. You know, we have, like, I think in Toronto today, it's going to be, like, minus 17 or something like that. You know?
1: So yeah, and you have a like
5: great... <laughs> so, four so, so is warm. Four so is balmy. <laughs> but Dr. Uh, Chang, you uh, know
2: what? You can move, okay? I did not <laughs> choose to live in Toronto. And I don't feel like I... Ch- like, I left... The perfect place on the planet, Phoenix, Arizona, to come to this godforsaken town in Norman, Oklahoma, and live in here, and it's negative four degrees outside. <laughs> Who wants to live like that? Please tell me spring is soon.
5: <laughs> well, you know, one of the things I know that we will suffer from, and I know you probably will have the same issues out in Oklahoma, is allergy season. That's a nice thing, seg- nice way for
0: us to yes. into
5: allergies. and I will tell you guys, you
0: we have it already. I've been taking my allergy medicine for the last couple of weeks. Shut up! <laughs> yeah,
5: <laughs> my 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 heart pains for you there. I know <laughs> I'm sniffling, <laughs> and you guys should feel bad for me. That's right. <laughs> anyway, but one of the things I, I also I relate to the story about seasonal allergies. You know, it's all about. Um, Level of tolerance in your system, uh, I say at the beginning of the, al- during allergy season, if I was to go into a room filled with smokers, I will, I'll be there for five minutes tops and I have to get out. When it's not allergy season, like in the, in the middle of winter, I can sit there half an hour, no problem. And the reason is because I don't have that much toxins built up in when it's not allergy season. So my, my level of tolerance is, is increased. So one of the things I would suggest prior to allergy season, do a liver a liver flush with your horse, right? Help prep that liver to handle the toxin load that's coming down the pipes. So what you're trying to do now is to clean out some of that toxins. Another thing you could do is to do a lung flush, and what that does again, get rid of some of the toxins that are built up in the lung over the over the year, over the season, right? And what you're trying to do is really to prepare the horse to handle the whatever is coming down a little bit better. And what we found is that if people do that at the prior to the beginning of allergy season, etc., their horses tolerate the allergy season a lot better. Now, I wish I was going to say to you that it's going to clip the allergies right in, you know, stop the allergy from happening. It does not work that way, unfortunately. But what you'll find is that the, the reaction to the same allergens is a lot less, right? So you have a horse that's a lot more comfortable. And even during the allergy season itself, right, if you continue with the liver flush and the lung flush, you, you will have a horse that's a lot more comfortable and with, with whatever is happening in the allergies.
2: Well, Unfortunately,
5: a, there's... Yeah.
2: Unfortunately, what? No, I was
5: just going to say, unfortunately, there's no, no cure for allergies that I know of. There are certain things that that people can take for allergies, like there's um, things like quercetin that you can use for allergies uh, for people. Now, the downside to quercetin is that for horse dose, quercetin is very expensive. I mean, for people, dose is expensive enough, but when you go horse dose, it is very expensive. And if you're not prepared to spend the kind of money that you would need for a horse dose, don't even bother going down that road. You know, it's, it works reasonably well for for people. I know for me, when during allergy season, you know the bottle says take two a day. I take six in the morning, six in the evening. No, okay. you don't. Uh, yes, I do because it's very very safe quercetin, right? So that means I roughly I'm taking about six grams a day um, for quercetin right, and that's for allergies, but what I find when I do that is that my reaction to allergens drops, I mean, I'm talking about serious um, reaction, um, dropping up to reactions, right, I am a lot more comfortable, I cope a lot better, right, Mm -hmm. I, I, I won't go so far to say that I never get anything, but it's a lot less than what it used to be. Right no if well, for, if you're looking at the equivalent for a horse, that would be approximately six six uh that would be roughly about fifty grams a day, right. and that gets expensive unfortunately,
2: right well, here's the thing, Dr. Shang, okay, so obviously you're from Omega Alve coin, you guys have all of the holistic non drug testing you know herbal ways to treat everything, and what was interesting is last week we were talking to a veterinarian who was finding that. She was just wrote a paper on equine metabolic syndrome uh, and, and horses coming up with that that live kind of in the same places. And maybe that it's um, something that is in the environment. And she suggested some things that would cleanse out the horse, like to get rid of the free radicals and, and some antioxidants. And I immediately thought of omega-alpha products. You got the lung flush. You got the liver flush. You got the kidney flush. Parax. What do you think, you know, for those of us on a budget, if it is, between, what is the most, sorry, what is the thing you would recommend? Uh, if I could only okay. get one of them, which one would you say we should start if,
5: with? If it's if allergy season, the first thing I would start off with is the liver, the liver flush, And the reason for that is because of the the liver processes a lot of toxins right so if you can help clean out the liver it makes the liver that much more active that much more efficient so that's 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 one thing i would suggest you do do the liver flush as uh, it's, a, it's a religious thing it's not that expensive i think it will rough, roughly run you a dollar or 2 dollars a day right for a period of 2 to 3 weeks right okay. if you do it that way it's it's fantastic Right.
2: Cool. All right. Well, that's good to know. So so definitely at least start with the liver flush.
5: That with hey, the liver and then during the during the allergy season itself, do the lung flush. Lung right? flush. Right. you will see a major difference. What what people will see with the lung flush is that the um the mucus will start coming out like crazy, right? And but then it will dry up. And that's that's why you want to do the lung flush. Just to get well, rid of the built-in mucus.
2: One of the things that we did, uh, and when I lived in Phoenix, was I did the lung flush on my event horse because he would cough throughout, kind of throughout our work, not crazy, but just cough enough. And the dust in Phoenix and the dirt, it just in the environment that your horses are living in, man, it cleared him out. One bottle of it changed our. The trajectory in, in eventing. So it really, really does work. It's awesome. Uh, remember to Omega Alpha offers free teleseminars and web classrooms on the last Monday of most months. And they're conducted by Omega Alpha's in-house registered holistic nutritionist, Joanne Carr, who has extensive knowledge on equine nutrition. They're live. You can ask questions at the end. You can take advantage of the chance to learn more about your horse's health uh, 9 or AM Eastern or 7 p.m. Eastern. They're about half an hour long. And you can also register. And if you're unable to attend live, you can just access the recording afterwards. So the next Oasis training seminar is March 25th and it's allergies and respiratory health An interview with a veterinarian as well. And if you want to register, you call 1-800-651-3172 and you ask for that Joanne Carr or email C A R R at omegaalpha.ca to reserve your space and get your details for the teleseminar. So uh,
0: Yeah, uh, and also, Jamie, there's one other thing. Um, we've had a couple of the auditors asking. They didn't have uh, the Omega Alpha products at stores that their tax shops near them. So one of the things you need to do is just go to omegaalpha.com com And under where to buy, just put in your zip code and it'll tell uh, tell you a dealer near you. And we'll also list the online dealers as well. So uh, you can just do that. Just go to OmegaAlpha.com and put in your zip code and see who's near you or buy them online.
2: Fantastic. Well, thank you. And Dr. Cheng thank you so much. Um, Every Monday that you come on just costs me extra money, so appreciate that.
0: Uh, no, Times how many horses? Seven, eight. Seven. Yeah. Soon to be eight.
5: Well, the, the numbers are keep going up every time I talk to you, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like um, the, the post I saw one t- at a show says one horse is not enough. Never. That's never. You can't do that, one horse. That's, that's
0: ridiculous. Never. Thank you, Dr. Right, Chang. Well, Stay you, warm. Thank you.
5: thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
2: Bye. Oh gosh, now I gotta get everybody a liver flesh. That's just the way it's gonna be. Sorry. Incorporate that into my horse budget.
0: Oh. oh wait a minute. Wait a minute. Breaking news from Full Watch twenty nineteen. Jamie Jennings reporting.
2: Uh, right now there's there's um not much happening. She's eating
0: hay yeah. right
2: now. Anything happening you,
0: down in the nether regions?
2: The nether regions are stretched out and um uh, they're they're big. She's got big udders and um And that's it. That's pretty much it. And is Udder's leaking
0: yet? Uh,
2: <laughs> Nothing. <laughs>
0: Nothing. Jeez. Hopefully, She's we'll have more exciting news. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have more exciting breaking news on Wednesday. Oh, you should have heard the first time she had a baby. We got all the gory details. <laughs> oh,
2: I'll tell you everything. Actually, here's what: if it is at a reasonable time or in the middle of the night, I don't really care. I'm in a Facebook live. It okay? So there you go. Reason to be friends <laughs> no, no, with me on no, no, Facebook. To be fair, I don't mind.
4: I don't mind the gory details. It's just a little weird to at- hear Glenn
0: ask about leaking udders. That's all, That's all I'm saying. <laughs> And on that note, let's go to our next guest. Uh, All the way from, I assume, Colorado, we have one of our terrific auditors, and she is coming on. We love when our auditors and listeners come on and talk to us about things they've done, places they've been. And, of course, it is expo season everywhere. There's expos going on in all the states. They always happen in the wintertime when you can't ride your horse. And Leslie got to attend the Rocky Mountain Horse Expo. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, and uh, I assume From it's cold in
3: cold Colorado.
0: Yeah, I was going to oh. say, I assume it's cold there too, uh, Colorado. Uh,
3: yeah, this morning I think it was minus seven when we woke up, and the uh, feels like was just for Jamie was um, minus thirty one. No, <laughs> because <laughs> I know no. she was complaining about that the other day. Now <laughs> let me that ask you though, you're a, teacher, you? you're a teacher, aren't you? Right? Negative
0: thirty one. You're a teacher, right? Do I remember no. that right?
3: Yes, I am a teacher. Did they yes. cancel your school today because it's too cold, like they did at Jamie's place? Oh, no. No cancellations, (laughs) no late starts. No, we don't do that stuff here. And actually, I came in and sat on my heater in my classroom.
2: (laughs) Can I have you write a strongly worded letter to the Board of Education here in Norman, Oklahoma? That would be great. Thank you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes I'd like to write a strongly worded letter to my Board of Education. Ground blizzards and things. So that might not be appropriate.
0: (laughs) All right. So where is the Rocky Mountain Horse Expo?
3: The Rocky Mountain Horse Expo is located in Denver, Colorado. Um, it is um, housed at the National Western Stock Show Complex, oh, yeah. so yeah. they have several buildings there.
0: Was well, just yeah, uh, there when about, I went out for a week. Two and a
3: half hour drive for me.
0: Yeah, <coughs> it's a it's a big place. So um, it is. So what? Tell us about it. What happened? What'd you do?
3: Um, I actually, this is our fifth year heading down there and attending the event, um, in a row. So I have, um, a 10 year old daughter and when she was five, we went ahead and started going down and she's loved it. And every year we make events of it and, um, started adding some friends in. So we spend the night and we went down on Friday morning and caught up on a couple of the sessions, early Friday, Um, went Saturday as well, bought a three day pass, but then it ended up snowing kind of a lot. So we ended up coming home early on Sunday. Um, but we go down with a lot of friends. She has some of her friends there. I've got some of my friends there and we just kind of try and hit a bunch of different sessions. Um, and I, we had a really good time this time. So what Um, was your favorite session or, or demo? Um, Actually, I made a point to attend two of Jim Masterson's oh, sessions. Yeah. Um, I learned about him on your show and bought his book and have watched some of his videos. And um, my daughter wasn't too thrilled that we had to sit and watch that. She wasn't too entertained with it. But I found it very, very interesting to see his methods in action. Um, and I'm very excited for it to not be cold so I can go and test this out on my horses. <laughs> now,
0: and we'll tell everybody that he um, does the Masterson method, which is a method of massage, right?
3: Yeah, it's it's a kind of massage, but it's kind of releasing some points. And it's even to the point where it's maybe just having your horse focus on a point that might be painful and helping release some tension. Because in, in one of the demonstrations, he wasn't even touching the horse. Um, and it was that light of a, I'm going to put my hand over this point. We know it's sore. The horse is focusing on it and just kind of releasing some of that tension and letting go of some of it and then able to move him around after that. So it was really, really fun to see him. In action.
0: Could you see the results? I mean, did you see it actually work?
3: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the one horse that we watched him work on was, I believe, a Mustang. Um, and he was very aware of his surroundings. And of course, there's always h- horses coming and going. We were in a little arena in the barn area. So many horses coming in with carts, other horses coming in and out, pe- people moving around, you know, donkeys next door. Um, braying and all of that kind of stuff. And so he was very aware of his surroundings and very kind of alert and moving. And towards the end of the session, he was very, I wouldn't say super calm, but his feet were in place and he wasn't moving around as much. And you could definitely see the release of tension on him, licking, chewing, head dropping, you know, um, snorting, like blowing his nose, um so some of those release techniques that you look for were very apparent in that horse for sure. Hmm.
0: And the 10-year-old, the 10-year-old's favorite part?
3: Um she probably loved. She was very excited to go see uh Mustang Maddie. She cuz we had looked at the schedule beforehand and she had looked her up online and watched lots of her videos. Um so we ended up getting a picture of her and meeting her and she uh we went to I think two of her sessions. But my daughter's favorite part is actually watching the colt starting clinics. <laughs> mm. So she was really upset that we didn't stay for Sunday to see who won. <laughs> um, but I was really impressed with the colt starting clinic this year. So the the level of trainers that they had were were very impressive.
0: Do they kind of do like a mini road to the horse? Is that?
3: Yeah. 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 Um, they have. I think they had seven trainers, seven unstarted horses, um, and they work for. 45 minutes, they have a like a 15-minute break, work for 45 minutes, and then they're done for that day, and they do that each day. So, Friday, they started the horses. Saturday, they're usually on the horse by the second session. And then on Sunday, they just do, I think there was only one session they got to work with the horse, and then they did a um, kind of like an obstacle horse mm-hmm. in the arena, That was part of the judging, and then they announced the winners.
0: That's almost exactly like Road to the Horse then. Um, That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And, of course, the big question is, you were at an expo. Did you shop?
3: Um, you know, I, I love shopping because I live very rural and I don't have any stores close and actually Colorado is, you know, losing their tax stores just like every other state. And so we were excited to go down. My daughter had saved up, you know, $400, which is a lot for a 10 year old Yeah, to go and spend money (laughs) on some things. Yeah. Yeah. So. I was pretty disappointed with the vendors at the booth at the expo because there wasn't very many, um, and I understand it's an economic thing, you know. So I came back and looked up to see, well, how much are they paying for booth spaces? And probably, if you had two employees, or you were parking, you were eating, you're going to spend between a thousand and fifteen hundred for lodging and your, you know, your electricity and your booth space and all of that. So I think it's really tough when they only have three days to make up make a profit. Um, But they had probably 65, 70 vendors. Um, Not a lot of shopping. My daughter spent most of her money um, and ended up getting a... You know, a cinch for her saddle and an English bridle. She's really looking forward to jumping into the English adventure this summer. She's only a ever girl. ridden westerns. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, she was definitely looking at a couple of saddle pads and decided against those. But um, yeah, we had to stop at the feed store on the way home so she could buy a briar horse because nobody had briar horses there. Aww. Oh, there was an expo
0: without that briar a horses. Point of contention.
3: <laughs> I know that's a point of contention for her because we went to the National Western Stock Show as well, and of course they have lots more vendors there because they draw in the crowd for two weeks. Uh, but they didn't have any briar horses there either. Okay. So, time out. What, yeah. what briar horse did she get? Um, let's see. She got Win H-W-I-N.
2: Oh, my God. That's Eliza Wallace's Mustang.
3: Yay. Yeah, she got that one, and she ended up getting another mayor and foal. Um, and I don't, a friend, friend Fantasia, I think was oh. the name of that one. Wow, she went prior crazy. So, <laughs> she oh, did? she did. Yeah, she did. She and we had to come home and purchase another one on eBay. Um She's going to She was that spending that
0: 400 bucks today.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it burns the hole in her pocket. So, I mean, I'm really surprised that she came home with money. <laughs>
2: That's Didn't funny. hold on to it long. Well, no. you know what it's funny when you were all talking yeah. about this uh, Rocky Mountain Horse Expo thing. I literally thought it was a whole entire. I was like, oh wow, that's a whole entire Expo on the Rocky Mountain Horse. No, grade. it was in the Rocky Mountains.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Nope, they actually do a really, really good job of showcasing lots and lots of different breeds. They do a main event show, um, two nights, which they bring in lots of different um, things that you can just do with your horses. They have Icelandic horses and they have Norwegian fjords and they do, you know, kind of freestyle shows. And um, they just do a really good job of showing maybe people that don't know much about horses, exposing them to a lot of things during that show. So we, we always go to that show. Um, My daughter loves the vaulting, and she got a chance to meet some of the vaulters and work on a little mounted dummy there, and so it was fun to see.
0: That's cool, and vaulters, actually, vaulting is big in Colorado, and California, out out in both of those states is where a lot of the vaulters come from. So, you know, it is interesting because these expos all happen in the wintertime, and the weather is always terrible. It's always snowing or ice or every one we ever went to. We set up a lot of stores at a lot of expos over the years, and it just was always miserable because they're always like in the middle of winter.
3: Yeah, so
0: it sounds like it you. was
3: pretty. It, it, Friday was not too bad. Saturday started snowing. By the time we got out of the main event, I think it was like nine thirty that night, and I was a little worried. Luckily, our hotel wasn't too far. It took us about a half hour driving, um, pretty slow on the interstate, but not too bad. My husband was a little concerned and wanted me to come home, but I was like, eh, nah, no, we're staying.
0: <laughs> the one in Massachusetts, the Equine so, Affair in Massachusetts, yeah. is, was one of my favorites, actually, to go to. It's so big, and it always was in November, so the snow hadn't started yet. Uh, but yet a lot of people could do Christmas shopping. So that was always one of my favorites. Did you ever go to Expos? Did they have them in Georgia? Jamie? Um,
2: You know, I went to Expos when I lived in Kentucky. In Kentucky uh, yeah. so I, I was actually in the Equitana that they had in Louisville. I, I used to work with Mustangs and at risk youth and we would, we did, have had like a little quadrille. So we did a little demo and that was my first ever time going to an expo. Um, since then I went to the bridal expo when I was planning my wedding, which was you total You went hell. to
0: a bridal, you, Jamie Jennings uh, went to a bridal.
2: <laughs> like the worst. That was like the worst time. Were you like bored in
0: five minutes?
2: I was like, why are these people attacking me? I'm not I'm getting married in Florida. <laughs> Anyway, I Yeah, uh, and then I, I hosted the woman's expo when I was a DJ in Atlanta, I had a booth in the woman's expo and there that's where I got my eyebrows waxed because they were doing stuff like that. So huh? that's my expo experience. So, no, I haven't been to plenty of them. I should go to more.
0: They're a lot of fun, and they usually do have a lot of shopping. And I think what happened with with you is all of them were out here at the expos on the East Coast. All the vendors, is probably what happened.
3: Well, they probably make more money there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, Leslie, that's great. I know you got to go back to teaching. Thank you so because you don't have a day off because it's cold. Um, no,
2: so- <laughs> why? No, <I> don't. <laughs> why is my kid in the other room? Why?
0: <laughs> Bye, Leslie. Thanks for and thanks for being an auditor and a listener. We appreciate it.
4: Thanks, Leslie.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I, do have a, I do have to answer a question I've been getting a lot of because it's coming up here in a couple of weeks. Road to the Horse is coming up in a couple of weeks in Lexington, Kentucky. We will not be there this year. It's the first year. Probably five years we won't be there. There was just too much going on this year, and we couldn't Touch make life. it happen. There's just so many events and so many things. So we decided that uh, we were going to sit out Road to the Horse this year. They're supposed to have some kind of live coverage. I think I don't know if you have to pay for it or not. That wasn't clear. Last I heard from Tammy, so just keep an eye on their website, and you'll find out whether you can. Uh, you can see. You can. Watch it or hear it or however they're going to do it. I'm not quite sure, but well, we're uh, we going to be at be the
2: horse park twice this year, right, Glenn?
0: Sorry, <laughs> coughing over here. Uh,
2: I said we're going to be at the horse park twice this year. At least I will. Um, we're going to be for Land Rover, which formerly yeah, we're we on it. Yep, artist formerly known as Rolex Land Rover. Uh, we will be there, and for and we'll be there in the makeover for the the thoroughbred makeover in October. So two chances to come and kick glenn in the shin
0: <laughs> and then the live. other th- <laughs> live that, that's correct and the other thing too i wanted to mention that is heels down happy hour is having a bit of a contest if you go to their facebook page at heels oh, down happy my hour God, i want to enter did you, can did you, i enter <laughs> i think you can whether you, i don't think you're going to get the job though so what it is but does this bring back memories so what they're asking for is people to submit was i think it's videos although yeah. I, I is it videos does yes. anybody know? Okay. Yes. So they're looking for a third host, and Sally left. They're looking for a third host, and they're asking for listeners to submit videos and basically apply to be the host. So as far as I can tell, the qualifications are you have to be, you have to be a drinker, um, and you have to ha- be a horse person, and you have to have a sense of humor. So that'd be funny. Those gotta be funny. So and this is how, and I know we told this story before, but we have a lot of new listeners. That's how Jamie came to be. We posted a, a thing on Facebook and she responded to the ad. There we had people leave voicemails because we wanted to hear them. And we had 80 some. And this was like 10 years ago when well, that's like 10 years ago when your Facebook posts actually were seen by somebody. Um and she applied, she was like the last one we listened to. Um so and here she is. But that's how it happened. So if you would <laughs> yeah. like to host a show and hang out but with the heels it, down, they, happy it, it hour, was girls.
2: Not, it was not in the job description that you had to be a drinker. That just happened. No, no that <laughs> that was
0: in the morning. So we figured we really didn't want a morning drinker, actually. It was kind of the, <laughs> kind of the opposite. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to get Leslie on here for the Leslie segment that we do every Monday. And, and, Jemmy, I'm going to switch you over, okay? So you know what's going on. All right.
2: That means when you say switch her over, it means she goes from that robotic voice to just on Skype hanging out with us.
0: Yes, that's correct. And and, uh, there's a couple of steps, and usually we have a song, but uh, no song today. We're just going to go right to Leslie. So uh, let's see if we can get her on. And then also bring Jemmy back into the thing.
2: I did realize how important it is, by the way, when I've been testing out all these new podcasts. For these podcasts to tell you exactly what they do at the beginning of every episode, well, I think you're onto
0: something. Well, right. you know, we're we're trying to do better at that, uh, and we've done it on this show, I think, since we started. Uh, we always now we don't do it. You know, we're getting better at doing it quicker, <laughs> but sometimes, you know, we get chatting.
2: we're not perfect it's all pre-recorded though so we should just have some pre-recorded thing that just tells who we are
0: Uh, yeah and we're gonna yeah so tell chad to get on that and send that over
2: sorry yeah our voice guy has been really slacking
0: (laughs) he really has leslie how are you hello leslie is here from horse nation and eventing nation and all the nations and uh how long do we have you for yet before you bail on us (laughs)
4: i would not i'm not bailing on you guys there might be a screaming child in the background well we're used to that
0: we kind of miss having lucas screaming in the background so yeah Yeah. hey
4: i I was thinking about something you guys asked me about last time i was on the show you asked me if i'd ever changed a diaper and i was like uh and i really and i was like "I, i don't think but i what i realized since then is i've changed tons of diapers um, because my horse actually is just getting over. She had not one, but two abscesses,
1: <laughs> um, at the
4: same time. And, um, so I've changed. So, you know, and I do the, like the, the Epsom salt poultice and the, the, or the Magna paste and the diaper and the, uh, duct tape, you know. There's Um,
2: nothing more attractive, Leslie, than a diaper full of ichthymol because it really, really paints a picture.
4: Yeah, right? Nothing smells worse. I mean, I'm so prepared for this parenting thing. (laughs) I've changed thousands, (laughs) I've changed tons of diapers just on horses' feet, you
0: know. Have they peed on you while you're changing the diaper?
4: Uh... (laughs) <laughs> um we I'm have two c-
0: moms with little boys who i bet have been peed on a lot while changing diapers <laughs> I'm, right? gonna I'm gonna kidding. tell
2: you i'm gonna tell you what your new best friend is <laughs> when you take that diaper off they're gonna pee so it's called a pptp and it's like a little cone <laughs> that you put over the pp when you pull the diaper off while you're out doing your stuff
0: no that <laughs> is a real thing Jeffy, did you use a pptp uh, no. <laughs> no. Did you get
2: peed on all the time? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, my kid, apparently. Lucas had it out for
4: years. you. <laughs> I heard of them, though. I heard of them. <laughs>
2: yeah. PPTP, you just put, it's a little cone. You just like, it's like a, like, you know, when you get a cone at the water fountain, you know, you pull out that little paper cone and you uh-huh. fill it up with water to drink it. That's like that.
4: <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Thank down. you. You don't for... want to get those two confused, though, ever. <laughs> Yo, no. Don't reuse no. anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's not lemonade. <laughs> no. Okay. Thank you for enlightening me about this advanced technology called the PPTP. You're welcome.
2: You're <laughs> welcome. Um. Anyway, also, a wipe warmer is a really good investment. A thing? A wipe warmer. You oh. put your wipes in it, and it warms them, so you don't put, like, a cold thing on your child's little sensitive parts. Oh, geez, and I want a white warmer.
0: That sounds wonderful. <laughs>
4: Alright, you know what? I have to chime in here because white warmers drove me nuts because I'm like, my kid has just got to get used to it. Sorry, suck it up. You're going to be in public restrooms out and about with me dealing with cold wipes. You've got to learn to deal with them all the time. I don't want to be crying baby because you didn't get your
0: warm wipe. Oh, tough to mama restrooms. here. <laughs> yeah. I bet... Yeah, that's
4: know, it, some, of us, some of us love our children and do best for them. And also, you probably have a bit warmer. Probably have a bit warmer yeah. for your horse
0: too. He probably does. You, Jamie? Yeah. Uh, not yet. That no, infuses I I peppermint scents into it, and you know, mm-hmm. yeah.
5: Meanwhile, <laughs> I'm over here.
2: If it's a crime to love too much. I'm
0: okay with that. <laughs> well, speaking of loving too much, Leslie, let's go ahead and rip apart a whole bunch of people now that we've been so loving.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are we talking about?
4: Well, um, Kristen just got finished with the. She just she's been up at the uh, at the what's the Horse Expo. Is it the World Horse Expo in, in Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania? Yeah, at Harrisburg. Very big one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. in Harrisburg. Yep. Have you guys been to that one before? And yeah,
0: we have. When it first started, we set up there, actually, when we were with Bit of Britain. And uh, mm-hmm. for the first couple of years, and it was always at the same time as the Home Builders show. So you had all uh-huh. these people coming in for the Home Builders show and all these horse people coming in, and they were two different crowds, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know
2: a love connection was ever made.
0: <laughs> Between a home builder and a horse person. Yeah. <laughs> but the farm show <laughs> the farm arena, maybe. the farm show complex is so large that it could fit both. I mean, it was so large. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. one of the largest shows out there, actually.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess Kristen, Kristen was, Kristen, um, Horse Nation's editor was up there and she, it inspired her, the experience inspired her to, inspired her to um, write this story called The Ten Equestrians You Meet at the Horse Expo. Oh, wow. um, so, and I'm sure you guys, I mean, I know you guys have been to a lot, you go to Ada every year and you've, then you go to. Oh, and we um, used to
0: so. have our own store. We set up at all the expos, and also with mm-hmm. Bit of Britain for years, set up at all the yeah. expos. So yeah. So you have a lot of experience yep. in this. <laughs> yes,
4: These, I do. Uh, so she's she's come up with ten archetypes for uh, folks you meet.
0: All right, let's at go over
4: the them. expo. <laughs> okay we've got um the equestrian in training um a child decked out in either pink unicorn t-shirt t-shirts or tiny cowboy boots um this little girl or boy is the son or daughter of a horsey parent um yeah, and that
2: is all, we've all seen that That's, they get drug along no matter what right, and we dress exactly. them as like
4: what we wish we could wear
2: right yeah. or what you exactly. wish you had born when
0: you were a little kid What you're what your yeah. parents had bought for you yes
4: uh-huh yeah. she says extra bonus points if the child is overtired and grumpy
0: i was just gonna say and then you get mad you dress them all cute you drag them to these things and then you get mad when they want to leave and mm-hmm. they don't want to be there anymore so mm-hmm. yep yeah. that is child torture <laughs> another, right there
2: another hot tip for you leslie wiley mm-hmm. the bob stroller is worth the investment when you're a uh, an inventor it's like an instant sleep bed and it has giant like off-roading tires and you can walk your cross-country course while your kid sleeps just so you oh, know. wow has
0: a little electric okay. motor it pushes him along for you i wish, you don't have to touch I wish.
2: It. <laughs> no but i was at i was at galway and i was i was pregnant i'm walking around i'm like what is that and it's, it's like it's the bob it's amazing and she's like Everybody else is rumbling over the cross-country course, and she's, like, swooshing like they're the slopes, you know, just whoosh, whoosh
4: the bob. Wow. It's like a four-wheeler for a golf cart for a it's, baby. It's
2: got, like, like, mountain bike tires on it. It's awesome. Anyway, <laughs> so when your kid is tired and grumpy, you throw them in this thing, and you just go for a walk, and they're out. <laughs>
0: It's oh, I young, love the next time. one. I can so relate to the next one. The emotionally exhausted vendor, the person who works all the expos, is likely to be an introvert and is just tired of hearing about your horses. And <laughs> it is so true because even at the—especially especially when you go to the wholesale retail shows— these people have been sitting around there for four days answering the same question about the same product for four days. And you could just tell by the last day, they are so done. They just, mm-hmm. All they mm-hmm. want to do is get the hell out of there. <laughs> <laughs> and they go back to the hotel and you just crawl into bed and you, you just pray for the third day to be done. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you know what's amazing is I can see Kristen just sitting down in the middle of the expo, like in a zen state, and watching people walk by. You know, oh here comes the blingy horse girl. She's got everything pink and sparkly. We got the cowboy, like a uh, kind of an out of place
4: Sam Elliott. You know, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, ri- the, writing this is probably how she kept herself entertained yeah. and from going crazy.
2: <laughs> the, the teenage horse girl, oh my God. she it's, it's just it's like velociraptors, they hunt in packs.
0: <laughs> they do, so they do, and they <laughs> giggle the whole time. Them from
2: the <laughs> cell phones ever present in their hand. By the way, it says if you get a glimpse of their lock screen, it would definitely be a picture of their horse. However, you can't see it because their screens are all broken.
0: I added that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, says the girl with the broken screen. Is yours broken right
2: now, by the way, Jamie? Absolutely it is. It took it out of my back pocket. It was in my butt pocket and grabbed it. Like, <laughs> Damn it, Zeus! That's why there's a hashtag. Damn it, Zeus. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although, can I talk about the bargain shopper? Because having been a store, uh, an expo, and having been that that exhausted, tired vendor... Uh, There are certain people that just will not buy it if it's full price. Mm -hmm. If you're saying, Look, I work for the large, I work for the man and it's the price it is, I can't bargain. They will, they'll walk out. If they don't get a deal at an expo, they are not buying it. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you go to Rolex, does anybody give you deals? No, you're buying it for the price it is, right? But there's those persons, maybe they get deals and that's why they do it
2: they say what, like, they, they bargain with oh, things yeah. that are, like, What, what do we sell
0: this to me for? And it could be you're walking into a store like Horse Lovers, which at Rolex is huge, right? You walk mm-hmm. into Horse Lovers, and they're bargaining. And it's like, no, what's no. the price it is? I can't change if the price for you.
2: store. <laughs> I like the one where she found the breed enthusiast, and we all know that person decked out. We don't know that person. We've seen that person who is decked out head to toe in breed-specific paraphernalia. Like, an Appaloosa lover would have, like, the Appaloosa... Horse, like airbrushed head on their t-shirt appaloosa jacket like one of those shiny jackets with it you know st- stitched in the back and then they'd have like an appaloosa hat on or whatever or like extra points she says if it's a retired racehorse project competitor because it would be on the ottb 100 and she mm-hmm. does say full disclosure this would uh, be me
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is my I think my favorite on this list is and is the saddest of all the trailing spouse <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've been that one too
4: <laughs> yeah when the equestrian shops the spouse will trail behind likely carrying his beloved's purchases and sipping on a milkshake or coffee or a bloody Mary if you're at if
0: you're, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you're lucky enough to have a show that has alcohol. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yep. <laughs> or we're sitting. We find the bench. There's always mm-hmm. one bench. If you look hard enough, you can find the bench. And mm-hmm. you just say, hey, I'll be over here. You know, that's much easier than cell phones. Before cell phones, you had to be really careful because you could get separated and never see your spouse again. So mm-hmm. that was worse because then you had to be with her all the time. You couldn't part. Or uh, so we so, but now we can find the bench and then just when you're done, let me know. (laughs) When you need the credit card, let me know. Has Tommy gone to a lot of shows with you? (laughs) (laughs) No, No. I was
2: gonna say, how do they get their spouses to go?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's
4: a good question.
0: Oh, nobody commented on the last one.
4: I I just, I don't know this person. (laughs) The handsome (laughs) handsome horse trainer.
0: Kristen must have been, like, uh, oogling over the weekend She
4: must have, yeah, seen some things in Pennsylvania.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It says... The handsome horse trainer. For some reason, this is always almost a man. Almost always a man. He's good-looking, trailed by a gaggle of adoring fans. You'll rep- I love it. It's like like fawning over Gaston in Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I don't know who this would be. I mean, I follow Monty Roberts. and I mean, yes, he's handsome, uh, but I, he's You know who
0: gets this when they go to shows is the, the, the double dance. They get this. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any, any place they go to a shows, you'll find him following these little Australians around. Yep, so mm-hmm. y- they do get that.
2: Like I saw William Fox Pitt walking around a Rolex and nobody was following him. Mm-hmm. I'm calling BS on this. <laughs>
3: hey,
0: I found first
4: guy. I found myself on the list. I'm the I'm number nine, the freebie hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will take it. Anything like chapstick, I will cut walk away from Kentucky with 10 new chapsticks and uh pins, erasers, change purses, keychains. Yeah, how many koozies do you actually need? How
2: many <laughs> like, koozies? All of them. I'm, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> we, we 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 bought a Morton barn. Okay. We buy a Morton Barn. It's a substantial investment. And then we're like, we send, we make the payment and we hand them the check, and she gives us each a koozie and a pen. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, there's got to be something better than a koozie and a freaking pen for buying a barn. Turns you out, think a
0: plaque or something for your we barn? We got the
2: the mail Carhartt jackets that say Morton on them. So now oh, we're really? Cool. Oh, that's nice. That's kind of (laughs) nice. That's good. I was like, a koozie and a pen, that's for like walking around in an expo and like signing up for an email blast.
0: Okay, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was fun, Kristen. Uh, Thank you for writing that. And Leslie, thank you for bringing it to us. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Are you heading to, are you coming down for the, for Max Cochran's event this week? And didn't you come down last year for that?
4: Uh no no okay I thought no. you did okay yeah.
0: Yeah. all right just checking all right are you going anywhere before baby or are you staying home now till baby
4: Yeah I think I might be homebound between now and baby. Um,
0: are you yeah. waddling at this point? Or are we waddling? Or are we not still riding? Uh, mostly
4: my ribs just feel like they're about to ex- are being pulled apart. Uh, and they're about to my rib cage is about to explode. Um, that's that's my current number one gripe. Um, <laughs> just, my ske- just my skeleton is coming apart. <laughs> what <laughs> are that. you now? You're like seven months pregnant? Um yeah, yep, yeah, thirty two weeks. Thirty-two yeah. weeks. Wow. Um, sucks. Yeah, yeah. It's it is struggle
2: is getting real. Just so you know, too, one more, one more hot tip for you is mm-hmm. I rode till I was eight months pregnant. And the last time I rode, now, now my horse was not a princess pony. He was a 16-2 off-the-track thoroughbred. And I dismounted from him at eight months pregnant. And when I dismounted, I dismounted to the ground and broke my foot. <gasps> the weight of my body broke my foot. <laughs> <gasps> Dismount. To a mounting block, okay. Oh. What on earth, how fat are you when you dismount and break bones? <laughs> like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> that poor horse must have been like, just get off me, you monster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Job in the hut is mounting me against your god. <laughs>
0: I assume okay. you're not riding Princess well, at this point. You're
4: Well, she's well, I was until she got two abscesses.
0: Oh yeah. But that, um no. yeah,
4: I don't know. I think we maybe maybe winding down on that front. So, yeah.
0: yeah game. Oh, bending over to deal with abscesses in the feet fun too. Or you said Oh man, I can't yeah, I can't. <laughs> That's got to be it's fun. A, it has been a rough <laughs> couple of weeks.
2: If you're bored you <sighs> silly teenager you can pay five bucks to change a bandage right <laughs> you would think so <laughs> thanks leslie
0: talk to you next thanks,
2: week leslie. okay I bye find guys it helpful to be like, i'm gonna teach you how to change a bandage i'm gonna teach you
4: <laughs> to it's good it's life. good diaper change practice
2: and fine, now
0: and fine. now you can practice here go do it for me yeah yep. that's right <laughs> <The Bob laughs> all right thanks Leslie. And the
4: white warmer and the
2: pptp if you learn nothing else today take that home
0: <laughs> got it. <laughs> so check, check, check.
2: it bye
0: bye <laughs> but god, we had two I'm exact opposite parenting styles here didn't we between jimmy and you
2: oh god you know what
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: suck it up let kid. me ask you a question
4: did you ever put lucas on a on a leash Oh, God, no. Okay, good. All right, oh, all right. So same game on that, at least.
2: Well, the whole <laughs> wipe warmer thing happened when he was like, you know, things were done after he was born to do things. And it, it seemed really painful. And every time I would change yeah. his diaper and I would wipe him with a cold wipe, he would scream and cry in my face. So it was more self-preservation. I get you know?
4: it.
0: I totally yeah. get it. <laughs> but no,
2: my child never wore a leash.
0: <laughs> yeah, I still see that. You know, I thought that was over, but I saw it the other day in nope. the store.
2: Still
0: see it. It's you know over.
2: what? Don't judge.
4: Never know what somebody's
0: I know, about. maybe that child got away yeah. 50 times. You know, some of them are sneaky. So <laughs> it's
4: true. It's
0: true. Some are very. <laughs> They're teeny. all over
4: the best in their own way. Yeah, <laughs> still
0: judging <laughs> a <right>. little bit. <laughs> we can't help it. <laughs> all right, that's it for today. Thank you, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with the jumping episode, and then back again on Wednesday. Jamie will be here. So um, we'll be live through Wednesday, and then the shows for Thursday and Friday will be put out recorded. We're doing new ones; they'll just be put out recorded. And Thursdays will be the driving episode, and then Friday will be a normal show with Sally. Yes, Sally, who you Yay! haven't heard in a while, will be filling in for me uh, as w- as Jemmy and I will be at Podfest this weekend, uh, playing podcaster celebrities. So that's what we'll be doing this weekend.
2: <laughs> you are the greatest. What is it, Jemmy? Uh,
0: what is it, Jemmy? Most six su- oh God, again. Most successful.
4: What <laughs> one of the most successful podcasters on planet Earth?
0: Planet Earth. Did you get? Did you get me the Planet Earth T-shirt? King yet? Almighty. Did you get <laughs> no. me? the? No, you didn't. Never get that? happening. No,
4: not happening.
2: <laughs> Jeez. Please, he will wear it.
0: I will wear it. I know. So, why it's not, not
2: happening
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> bye everybody yeah,
2: because you can't be like I bought myself this somebody no somebody to has
0: you, to buy it you, for me but nobody has yet it. surprisingly I don't know Shocker. why <laughs> <Shocker>. <laughs> don't wait <laughs> all
2: right spade nittergale everybody have a good day Goodbye. bye